Mondays on Radio 191 FM. Ahi ahi. Ke te mai koe ki te reo kotahi, ko Ruby and these are your Radio 1 news updates for Rapa the 7th of July. An academic from Victoria University of Wellington has said that the Labour government's efforts to curb child poverty have made traction and will continue to serve those who are most in need. The Dunedin branch of the National Child Poverty Action Group hosted a korero to analyse the Labour Party's policies, including Budget 2021 and how they are performing against child poverty measures. Keynote speaker Max Rashbrook says that although good mahi has been done on this front, there remains work to be done. And so if you look at what they've actually done, it's certainly incremental. The question is, does it add up to something that's radical? Um, now, I mean, I, I certainly don't think it is there yet, but it is interesting to reflect that the government has done a lot more, probably than people would realise. Rashbrook pointed to a variety of government schemes as successes in the battle against child poverty, such as job seeker support rising by $90 and sole parent support by $80 since 2017. The Labour government also introduced a $5.5 billion families package. This includes the best start payment and the winter energy payment. Increases to the minimum wage, he says, have also been an important check against children living in material poverty. Rashbrook believes New Zealand is most probably on track to halving child poverty in a decade. He claims Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern often slips improvements under the radar so as to not upset the middle or swing voters. Rashbrook stated that child poverty sits within a plethora of wider social issues and that these can be traced back to the introduction of Rogernomics in the 1980s. He believes that these economic policy changes fostered a culture of individualism, which has influenced society's willingness to share wealth, and that this is the root of the child poverty problem. Despite the government ordering district health boards to reduce their rate of COVID-19 injections to preserve vaccine stocks, the Southern District Health Board remains well ahead of schedule. The latest statistics showing that SDHB is 114% ahead of plan, having administered about 9,000 more jabs than were budgeted for. The DHB has put significant resource into ensuring an equitable experience for those being vaccinated, partnering with many Māori and Pacific providers alongside mental health residential facilities and disability residential facilities. SDHB reported that two-thirds of vaccinations have been dispensed in Dunedin or Invercargill and that an increasing number of shots were being given by rural GPs. As of June 27th, just over 30,000 Southerners were fully vaccinated against the pandemic and just over 48,000 had received at least one shot. Some recipients have experienced non-serious adverse reactions, with 428 of those vaccinated in June experiencing said reaction. The most frequently reported adverse events after being vaccinated are headaches, dizziness, nausea, fever, lethargy and injection site pain. Very few people have experienced severe reactions. Strong winds and heavy rain have struck across the South Island over the last 24 hours, causing complications for incoming flights and opening up ski fields. Road snowfall warnings and severe weather warnings have been placed over many areas in the South Island over yesterday and today, including most of the West Coast, Canterbury, Southland, Fiordland and Otago, and even stretching up to Taranaki and Wellington. More details can be found at medservice.com forward slash warnings. Coronet Peak and Cardrona were closed yesterday due to strong winds and heavy snowfall, although Remarkables remained open. All ski fields have opened today. This wild weather has not only caused complications for skiers, but those travelling domestic into Otipoti as well. 
an Air New Zealand flight from Wellington was turned back around yesterday as it was due to land. A source said that there was a fair amount of screaming and that they dropped about 10 metres on their way into Dunedin Airport, causing the pilot to turn back around to Wellington. Arguments over a judgment on the legality of Aotearoa's first lockdown were heard in the Court of Appeal in Wellington yesterday. Former Parliamentary Counsel and law drafter Andrew Borrowdale brought a case to the High Court at Wellington last July, arguing that Director General of Health, Dr Ashley Bloomfield, went beyond his powers in putting the whole country into lockdown. The court in 2020 found that the first stage of the Alert Level 4 lockdown in March, which required people to stay home, was justified but unlawful. The court said the lockdown limited the Bill of Rights guarantee of freedom of movement, peaceful assembly and association, and it was not lawfully imposed until the government enacted legislation nine days later on April 3rd. Yesterday at the Court of Appeal, Borrowdale's lawyers argued that the law should only be able to quarantine those who were likely affected on a case-by-case basis. This was disagreed with by the court, who stated that the power could be used to require isolation on a universal basis. It was then deemed unlawful for Bloomfield to have allowed policymakers and other public servants to determine which businesses were essential, although the ability to take decisive action would have been thwarted if the orders had to specify each and every place and premises that must close. Otipoti's beloved dinosaur park at St Kilda Beach has received a fresh new upgrade. The track now features traffic lights, a speed camera and a rainbow tunnel. On open day, the track was filled with children and about 100 bikes and scooters were on the track at one time. The track was built by Downer, with NZTA funding coming from money spent on personalised vehicle number plates. The new improvements feature traffic signs, intersections and a roundabout, built with the intent to help children learn how to cycle safely on the road. Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins told the ODT that free public facilities such as the track were important for the well-being of families in the city. And that was the news on Radio 191 FM. Now time for the weather. The Radio 191 FM weather. Etienne Ra, Rapa the 7th of July. There will be a high of 9 degrees and a low of 3. It will be raining and windy through the morning, clearing in the afternoon. For Apopo, Rapere, the 8th of July, there will be a high of 7 degrees and a low of 3. It will be partly cloudy with a chance of showers and westerlies.